Welcome to 20 Minute Missing and Murder, where we share a true crime in under 20 minutes. In these segments, we will be sharing information on missing people and cold cases. This podcast contains explicit content, so listener discretion is advised. The opinions expressed on this podcast are solely the views of the hosts and do not reflect the views of affiliates, associates, or sponsors of this podcast. And now, here's your siren, Raven Rollins. The write-up used for this episode provided by Oklahoma Cold Cases. My name is Amanda Newland Davis, and I run Oklahoma Cold Cases along with my partner Jen. At Oklahoma Cold Cases, we try to shine light on the cases of the missing, murdered, and unidentified that otherwise don't get much media attention. For the last four years, we've existed solely on Facebook, sharing the posts of the missing, murdered, and unidentified of Oklahoma. But this past year, we've branched out and started a database in which we list all of the names of every cold case that is in Oklahoma that we are currently aware of. You can find us at oklahomacoldcases.org. Nineteen-year-old Karina Saunders was reported missing by her mother on October 11, 2011. By October 13th, Karina would be found, but not in any way that anyone would have or could have expected. Just a few years prior, Karina would probably be the last person anyone could have guessed would end up as such internet fodder. She was a star student, winning spelling bees and graduating high school early. Karina is said to have made friends incredibly easy, with such an outgoing and bubbly personality. I read one person describing her as a shining star. She was an avid tree climber and had what was described as an infectious laugh. Even one of the last known people to see her alive, a friend from high school, would comment on how wonderful personality. To so many, she was so much more than, quote, that girl found in a duffel bag. Her mother, posting flyers all over Oklahoma City after Karina's disappearance, was absolutely convinced her daughter was going to call her, ranting and raving for plastering Karina's picture everywhere. What happened instead was that her mother heard on the radio that a body had been found behind the Homeland Grocery Store in Bethany, Oklahoma, on October 13th. A humane society that was setting traps for feral cats came across two bags on October 13th. One was small, a small laundry bag, and the other was a Nike duffel bag. After authorities were called, it was discovered that the bags contained the dismembered remains of Karina Saunders. At this point, rumors abound about the case of Karina Saunders, and in the year prior to her murder, it is true that she had begun to struggle with drug addiction. What is equally true is that in the weeks prior to her murder, she had admitted herself to a rehab program and seemed to be doing much better, even asking a close friend to attend Narcotics Anonymous meetings with her. In the weeks prior to her going missing, Karina had been staying with her cousin. On the 28th of September, the two went to an Oklahoma City area Taco Bell and Karina left with a man named Kenny. 
this would be the last day anyone in Karina's family can actually verify that she was alive. It is also the last day she would make a social media post, which is how she kept in contact with anyone. Rumors about what Kenny and Karina's actual relationship to one another was abound, anything from Kenny being Karina's pimp to him trying to make a porno with her. At some point during the day of September 28th, Kenny claims that he dropped off Karina at a Bethany apartment complex, which seems to be true. A friend of hers from high school would later see Karina in that area at his apartment complex on either the 6th or the 7th of October. While the timeline of Karina's life and murder become very hazy after this encounter, we know she was likely alive until at least the 8th of October. She would be spotted on a surveillance camera of a busy of a business that was some 20 miles away from Bethany. On the footage, she would be seen getting into a red pickup truck that appeared to have several men in it, though only one would get out of the vehicle. A day later on the 9th, a family member of Karina's would get a threatening text from a man named Kyle Savage, quoting, uh, saying, quote, I will bury you next to Karina. Savage has yet to fully explain this message, only saying it was taken out of context and that he had believed he was texting someone else. What happened between October 8th and Karina's remains being found on the 13th largely remains a mystery, as does any motive for killing her in such a gruesome fashion. The authorities have had several persons of interest even believe that they know where the killing took place, but charges have failed to either be filed or stick to those who they have been filed against. At this point, the building where it is believed Karina was murdered has been demolished, and with it, any secrets it might have held. Claims that a video of Karina's horrific murder exists, however, any attempts to find it have failed. It's now been almost a decade since Karina Saunders was murdered, 10 years of birthdays, holidays, and spending time with her loved ones, her family has missed out on. Justice seems to get so close, only to be snatched away from them. If you have any information at all regarding the murder of Karina Saunders, please contact the OSBI, the Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation, at 800-522-8017. Remember, you may do so anonymously. Thanks for listening to this episode of 20 Minute Missing and Murdered. All suspects are innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Join us next time on the Sirens Podcast. Do we have an outro? That's our outro, isn't it?